Welcome to a post-lunch recording of the IGN occasion. UK post. I know, <laughs> I had um, pizza for lunch, which has is, is made me a little bit sleepy, I won't lie. It was good uh, pepperoni pizza, in case you're wondering. Had a burrito. Very nice. Oh, burrito is always good. What did you have, Emma? I had burrito and fries. Oh, Very nice. See, I'm kind of je- Burrito is one of my favourite things, but... I was, you know, the pizza was paid for by someone else, so can I complain about that? So if this episode's bad, it's because we just, the rhythm's wrong. <laughs> exactly, we're too full of hot food. Um, we've got hot food, but will we have hot takes? That's the question on this Ooh. week's IGN UK podcast. Me, Simon Cardi, Emma Matthews. Hello. Hello. Matt Jones. Jones. Yeah, I didn't forget your name. I uh, wondered. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment there. Yeah, we've got, you know what, we've got so much to talk about this week. I'm going to tell you now, there's no endless search because frankly, there's we've got we've got a swell Chock of things. Full. So many games for once that we've actually played and, you know, a film um, that we didn't play, we watched. <laughs> uh, I'm, I've gone mad. Right. First up, <laughs> change of mood, isn't it? We are going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, we've spoken uh, more in detail about this in the past, about how, obviously, the creator of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, said some pretty nasty stuff about trans people on Twitter and we do not agree with that we don't endorse those views in any way if you decide to play this game that's your choice I'm not gonna you do what you want I don't I don't care what you do but we have to raise those concerns it's not we're not being told to raise those concerns we just personally want to raise those concerns because it's an important issue for us that being said we are going to speak about the game because Emma It'd be like telling the ice cream man not to sell ice cream. <laughs> well, exactly. You've got, we're not saying, you know, we're not telling you to play it. We're not telling you not to play it. But we are going to tell you about what Emma has played of it, which is, uh, you know, a fairly decent chunk of this game. Which, do you know what? This game has also snuck on me in the fact that it's out in like two weeks. It's really soon. Well, I did yeah. not know that game was so soon. Considering, let's considering even that we have really not really played it until now, Emma. You went all the way to the the old Harry Potter studios to give it a go. I did. And is it, do you know what? For a few months I was thinking, do you know what? I'm not too worried about this game. It doesn't look too good. These round of previews though suggest it might actually be quite fun. Did you find it quite fun? I'm still undecided <laughs> on it overall. Um, yeah. I think if you're a fan and you're really interested to see you know, what is Hogwarts like? This is the first time you're going to be seeing Hogwarts as an entire Outside castle. Outside of Lego. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, in the movies and stuff and in like old games, you're sort of seeing just parts of the castle. Yeah, so they're I kind think of le- levels really, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. It's more of a level than an entire place. And mm. it's interesting to see like, what does that look like as an actual thing that's built that you can walk around? Um, I spent quite a long time like just walking around some of the hallways and sort yeah. of outside. And it's interesting to see, yeah, like there's lots of students around. Like it feels like it is alive with people. Yeah. Some of like the like most best like best parts that I've seen so far are when you're listening to people just talking, having a conversation. See, that's what that's what I want this game, you know, to lean into more. Because like when I did, I've read all the Harry Potter books and I used to enjoy them a lot. And just that. The world and the people and the weirdness and the funny stuff going on is what drew me to it. Not necessarily endless duels and spells and battles. And from what I've seen in this game, it is much more combat heavy than I expected. I thought it would be more puzzle solvey, like fun, like little quests to go on. Whereas from what I've seen, 
it's a lot of students just using unforgivable curses on each other. That is, yeah, that is a bit <laughs> So they've become extremely forgivable curses. <laughs> it's quite odd, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the combat is interesting in that it seems very deep. I've only seen some of it. We've seen quite a bit in gameplay showcases as well yeah. before. You have a lot of these spells that are going to combo together mm. and it's sort of cool when you're in like a big battlefield and you're against like, I don't know, maybe six or seven enemies, you know, switching between them and like cooldowns and stuff on the spells. Like I'm interested to see like when the game does release and you do sort of get access to all of those spells, how they're going to work together. That, that is what surprised me. I watched it and heard people compare it to DMC. I did not expect it to look or feel like Devil May Cry. a combo meter for you. Yeah. We get an S what? rank for you. But yeah, I'm kind of... I, I did. I watched the preview we put on IGM, which was quite positive towards the game. But I was still watching it, going, I don't know if I'm quite seeing what I'm hearing if necessarily about the game. It seems I don't know. Yeah, you're still undecided. Also, I yeah. don't know. I just want to. <laughs> I, I don't look. I don't think I'm going to play this game anyway. I've kind of made that decision. Yeah. But I don't know. Like if I if from an open world Harry Potter game, I'd want a bit more. I feel like I'd want more levity, more... I, don't, I think that does exist in the world from what I've seen. There's, like, weird little mini-games. But, yeah, just the... It seems like the stand structure of the game revolves a lot more around going out and killing evil people and goblins and things. And we ran a good uh, social video of uh, us exploding another wizard. <laughs> You're not even going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, like, can you, like... You're using like Crucio, which obviously what that burn basically burns people from the inside. It doesn't kill them; it just causes like unspeakable pain it's on them. It's like torch, like the torture. Yeah, like, are, we, spell, are, you, are yeah. you actually killing things and people in this game, or are they kind of like? Is it Spider-Man? Are they just like stunned no, on the they, floor? They explode. They yeah, they will. They, they will <laughs> disappear from the the floor afterwards. Yeah, I think like the difference here, I guess, is that when you watch the movies and the books and stuff, you've mm. gone sort of from being a tiny little kid as Harry and yeah, Ron yeah. and Hermione, and then it's got darker one, as it's gone on. this one, you're a 17-year-old. This one, you're straight away, you're a fifth year. So wow. immediately it's like, okay, you can get very like to very serious spells quite quickly. And I think that's, it seems like that's what they want to do with it. They do want to go in at sort of like the darker end to begin with. Like, yeah, I've seen like you can, it's not really got, it's weird if you're going that way, it feels like it should have like a morality meter, like... Like a yeah. Mass Effect or like a, I don't know, an Infamous or something. But it feels like, doesn't it, just like, yeah, if you want to be evil, go for it. Like, I don't, like, what is, the, like, did you get an idea of what the actual rough like, story of this game is? Pretty much just what we've already heard about it, of that, yeah, you're a fifth year that's starting at Hogwarts and you're able to manipulate ancient magic. Like, that's a yeah. talent you have personally. Um, Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and, um sort of in the background you've heard about this goblin rebellion and that is also Bloody happening goblins. but yeah like I, what are they up to <laughs> something's rebellion. going on yeah did that make it into the final preview by the way that's been my favorite thing this week that you just had a note in the preview that said what are the goblins up to <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there yeah i think it's strange because I feel like we have seen a lot of like the combat and spell yeah. stuff. Like we've seen that a lot in the gameplay showcases and like state of play and stuff. But I feel like there's still, for a game that's this big, we still haven't seen so much of it. And it is out in two it weeks. It kind of compares like, to how I felt. It seems like I don't want to put a hex, so to speak, on this. But um, kind of I felt similarly when I played the preview build of Forspoken. 
and that has I haven't played the full game and some people do like it but it hasn't generally it's it's underwhelmed I think uh, critically and I'm kind of getting a bit of this feeling it's like I, I played with the combat for spoken for oh there's some promise in this and then people played Hogwarts Legacy and gone oh there's some promise in this combat it's whether it actually does deliver that promise later down the road or it just becomes you standing 20 meters away and just mashing one button of spells at people I don't know yeah, I mean, that's part of the problem I had with the combat section was that because there are so many spells and we had access to, like, some of them and mm. I didn't have any time to sort of get used to how do these work together, like, how do they combo? Um, you needed it kind of felt like to unlock just, more of them. Yeah, I felt like I needed more time to sort of get used to the system. Mm. You needed to Accio a strategy guide. There you go. It's weird it how much, of, despite me not consuming I Harry Potter content Harry for Potter years, how much it just you know all seeps this stuff. into the yeah. level. Yeah. Like, actually, I mentioned Alohomora. Isn't there a weird thing of like, you can use Alohomora, but it actually turns into an actual lock-picking minigame. It doesn't unlock a lock. Yeah, which, <laughs> is, which is the point of the spell. It's an interesting <laughs> choice. I saw um, Knock at the Cabin last night, mm. and Rupert Grint was in the audience, oh. and I was he's I, in the film. Uh, he's in the film, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, and I'll talk about that more next week if I'm on, if I mm. get around to it. Um, but it was surprised me just how much it like mattered to me. Mm. Like, oh my god, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a few. But I don't really care about these movies no, at all. Yeah, everyone. I guess we all grew up with it. Mm. Right? It, it is sure. inescapable. Yeah, uh, it was happening at the yeah. time. Which is, yeah, it's a shame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, are you kind of, are you positive about like, do you think it's going to be a good game is what I'm basically asking. Are, are you feeling good about it? More than you were when you walked into it anyway. I'm still kind of, I was kind of neutral going and I still feel kind of neutral because mm -hmm. I feel like even though I did get to see a little bit more, I still haven't seen that much more than what they've already showed of the game yeah like there's still lots of questions i think people have it's like how open is it like can you just get on a broomstick and fly to like hogsmeade or something like from the castle or so i flew around the castle a little bit in the grounds but not like anywhere yeah. else um what kind of nimbus was it yeah what, what it broom you rocking have a name as far Aww. as I'm aware. but this like it is set in like the um late 1800s so maybe they're developing that stuff yeah, yeah. i don't know Early maybe we don't have a name exactly. yet but yeah I'm, I'm still like undecided on it and i feel like the spell based like combat is mm -hmm. the thing that i was the most interested in and it's still the thing that i think is the most interesting but i think just by having a bit of a wander around hogwarts like if you're a fan of it and you're looking got for like, like feel little right. Easter eggs, yeah, and yeah. you just want the feel of going around this magical school, I yeah. think from what I've seen so far, it looks like they've done a pretty good job at achieving that. Yeah, it looks like they've got the look and the feel of it. Right. I am intrigued for reviews of this just to see, yeah, if it does develop into an actual good, like, RP competent like RPG game because we still, like I said, we don't know a lot about it. Like, it, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah, I want good games. I'm not going to, like I said, I probably won't play I also, well. before we sat down in this conversation, I was like, oh, I kind of thought that it would be like a middling third-person action game. Yeah. But one of the things that I really like about the Yakuza games is just like hanging around exactly. in like Kamurocho, right? Like mm -hmm. the sense of place is important. Yeah. And it could do basically nothing else. But if I just get to occupy this location, exactly. hang out somewhere that I really care well, about, then I imagine that probably would appeal to people. Why don't we talk By about the some way, games that's been, all good about vibes? I just want to say, I've been very positive about this so far, but I'm not going to play this thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I want to uh, make sure I get that on the recording. Yep, there you go. We can, yeah, exactly. Why don't we, like I said, why don't we talk about games that are kind of all about the vibe and hanging out with people, or on the other hand, maybe should be, but don't let you sometimes. First up, 
Fire Emblem Engage. Mm-hmm. A series which, well, especially the last game was all about, not all about, it's a lot about tactics battling, but half of the game is all about hanging out a at school with people. more amount of hanging out in the previous exactly. one. Exactly. That's why I've, I haven't played uh, Engage yet. I did enjoy Free Houses quite a bit. I wasn't as mad on it as uh, a lot of people were. Which like, house did you do? I do you know what I couldn't even remember the blue one I think nice cool yeah um, whichever they were but that, <laughs> that game trailed off in the second half for me oh it definitely falls apart yeah, yeah. but I did enjoy the social sim aspect of it because I'm a huge Persona fan which we'll also get on to in a bit um, but yeah it seems like that's what I was thinking about playing Engage just because you know I liked her like a bit of Fire Emblem but it seems like this one, they've gone heavy on the tactics mm. and not so heavy on the hanging out at school, Matt. Most of the characters in this one are significantly less interesting than the previous. Uh, and that would be a real negative if you came in with three houses and yeah. you know that was the sort of stuff that you were particularly interested in. But I'd, I'd gotten into series with Awakening. Mm-hmm. And I played the one after that that I can't remember the name of. And then Three Houses 2. Yeah. So I've been a fan of the series for ages. I think that the... The tactical combat in it is basically unsurpassed by anything else, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my XCOM. Uh, I did play a little bit of Midnight Suns, and I think that's pretty cool, too. But it, it ain't nothing compared to Fire Emblem. Might as well. You can leave them, for all <laughs> I care. That's what, yeah. like, I feel like that's what, and that's what a review say. If you want a really good tactics battle, then this game is for you. Like it, like you said, it's they're almost unmatched in that mm-hmm. area. But I feel a lot of people... Like me, we were relatively new to the series and kind of free houses was what they enjoyed and they really enjoyed the social sim aspect of it. Is a slightly odd decision. They've just mm-hmm. not completely got rid of it from what I've and heard, it but is severely reduced it. But just the, the characters just don't have any Riz, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely none of it. Fire Emblem, no Riz. Yeah, that's what it no should Riz be edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I think that the, like, all of the interest in the characters for me is just uh, entirely mechanics based. Yeah. There's a guy called Louis who is a knight with like the you know the big armor and he's got a lance and he's unkillable and playing on hard he's like my go-to guy and Do you i have love permadeath him. as well uh i don't have permadeath i have Ooh, like until the end coward. of the playing on hard but no permadeath yeah but <laughs> i want to keep them but i'm even using that stra- uh, strategically i'm like oh i can afford to have this unit die yeah, yeah. as long as i get to the end otherwise i'd be saves coming it anyway right yeah, yeah. like i'm just making it for my own use but can you not go like i don't know for example go and eat some soup with louis as a nice little hangout he like his weird thing is that he just likes to watch people have conversations. Okay. So any uh, like so he's a creep. Yeah, yeah. If you have a social, <laughs> it's weird too because he just likes observing people going about their day. Okay. And then one of the conversations that you have with him is like, if you knew that they didn't like this, you'd stop, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. But he doesn't take that as a leap to just not. Do <laughs> yeah, it. just go. It's a suggestion. People yeah. don't like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a weird dude. And like, yeah, nobody like this. The one of the other guys who's kind of a powerhouse. Mm. I think he's cool because he rides a horse and he's like, um, like pretty powerful. But his whole thing is that he doesn't really have very big muscles, so he's constantly talking to people about how they get their muscles and stuff like that. Ooh. Like this, just it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's not interesting. Um, but like the tactic stuff is cool. Um, normally you would have been able to partner up with any unit that you were standing next mm. to. But now there are specific units that can do that. Uh, and there's this ring system where if you've got it equipped on a character, um, you, you start with about three or four of them and you unlock them as the story continues. But they confer a specific power 
Mm. And as you grow in link with that ring, then you unlock different weapon okay. proficiencies. So that's how all of the um, like the level up stuff works. Is you need to have a, a ring that wouldn't necessarily work with the character now for them to gain levels, for them to become really powerful units. And that's the engage mechanic. Exactly, right? yeah. And when they engage, then they gain an extra powerful ability. So um, with Sigurd's ring, you can move through units with an attack. Okay. And then move backwards after you've done that too. But you have to engage first. Yeah. And there's one of them where it's got a power called Warp Ragnarok, where you can move 10 spaces and then attack, which is really useful because sometimes the maps will split your units up now. Mm-hmm. So you could have somebody really far away and basically just be playing on two battlefields at once. Are you, are you like, having, like, I don't know how much, but you've you haven't, despite the social and go, hours, like, are yeah. you still like is the tactic stuff still taking you through it's are you enjoying incredible. it enough? yeah genuinely yeah. it's like it's one of the best of them mm-hmm. in terms of tactics and i think it might be because i'm playing on hard so i'm actually using the like long grass Properly and the castles it. and stuff and yeah. making sure i'm actually like thinking about Tactically. unit strategies <laughs> there's one character that i've got as well where if she's in long grass which gives you an avoidance bonus then she's more likely to critical hit so mm. I've been building her to gain even more avoidance so that she'll just like sit somewhere on the map, never get hit, and then constantly be dealing crits. Mm. And as soon as games let me do stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Like yeah. my, my brain is only filled up with yeah. uh, numbers I don't and strategy. Like, sound like we're too down this game. We gave it a 9 out of 10. It's apparently, like you're saying, if you're into a tactics game, it's you know up there as what you can play. Mm-hmm. But but if you were into personally. three houses, it might not be yours. Yeah, yeah. you know, that. I like when people change things up. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I'd rather that. I'd rather that than get just the three same houses thing every time. to yeah. four houses or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Fire Emblem fan at all, Emma? Not really. Like I haven't played the games. The most I sort of know about Fire Emblem characters is through Smash Brothers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so are any of those characters in this game? Marth's in it. Yeah, I think Roy's in it later. Oh, that's cool. Do you like Roy. summon them? Are they like? They're the rings. Oh, so, so the oh. rings. Yeah. Oh. You're basically okay. like partnering up with them. And mm. they can occasionally do extra attacks, but only for the character that's wearing the ring. Then uh, that's who you engage with. So yeah. you like form into one person. Mm-hmm. It's pretty you're, cool. You're uh, notoriously a big anime fan. Yeah, yeah. How's how's the big anime story in this one? Is uh, it, is it's it got good? a really good anime like intro. It's got mm-hmm. like a song as soon as you boot it up. That's it's a pretty good montage. Mm-hmm. But nah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like if you're looking for a good tactics game and you have the Nintendo Switch, check out Fire Emblem Engage. I am. Not an anime fan at all. I think that's been on record. All. However, which yeah, <laughs> surprised people when Persona is one of my ultimately, you know, my favorite game series. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, let's face it, they're heavily anime in nature. Um, Four is basically just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. So <laughs> from what I've told, I've never watched JoJo, and I never bloody well, I might do one day. Um, Persona Four. I don't think you'd like it. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I? Yeah. Can I turn it into a 100-hour RPG? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, be a worse story, but I'd like it more. Yeah. Um, Persona 4, Persona 5, I played years ago. Absolutely love them. Two of my favorite games of all time. Never actually played Persona 3, though, just because I've always been holding out for a re-release. And I've finally bloody done it. So I played it on the Switch, which is now just, I've decided, the perfect place for Persona. Like, originally, a lot, like a lot of people uh, in the West started with Persona on Vita on Persona 4 Golden. It's weird thinking about how RPGs 
because they've got that barrier of like, oh, I need to boot the console up and yeah. I need to get my save and then I need to load in. Mm-hmm. How if they're already this many hours, then that really like takes the wind out of the sails yeah. if you want to play it. But booting it up on the Switch, I'm like, I'm playing it within 10 seconds. Exactly. Right? It really does make you want to. I, I just, the, the rhythm of Persona games is just unbeaten for me, especially on a handheld, because I can like do all the social sim stuff, the story stuff, and pay attention fully to mm. it. And then when I get to a better slide, you know what? I'm doing an hour of dungeon crawling and go I around think, and do battles. I can just play that while watching the football. A it's lot just of games lovely. learned this lesson that they need like downtime. Yeah. They need the game and then they need the like other bit of the game. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed way more games doing it probably since Persona came around yeah um i very much enjoyed persona 3 though i th- I, I annihilated it it's, i probably had about 10 days i finished it in like 61 hours which if you work that out if you're good at maths that's around at least six hours a day i was playing that game that's a, a part-time <laughs> job part-time that you just job, did yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was basically do my job play for an hour at lunch play for like four or five hours after wow. after work and that was my life for a good and you know what i was having a bloody lovely time because persona 3 not quite as good as four or five, in my opinion, but still very good. It's a much more. Have you played Persona Three? No, no. Okay, it's a much more contained story. You can tell it's an older game. It's more limited in its combat and in its social stuff. Like there's only like five or six different locations around the city you can actually visit. Convincing stuff in it. Do you have to like talk to the monsters as well that you can? No, it's right. more. It has um something different, which is a, a card system. So after every battle, it'll basically like do like the thing of like show you like four cards and then shuffle them up and you have to watch them to pick which one you want it'll either be like a new persona or an experience boost or a coin boost so i really like that part of it and i do wish that was in later persona games but i i enjoyed persona 3 quite a lot like i said it's a much more contained story again it's you and a bunch of school kids trying to stop the end of the world with some weird things going on and otherworldly and as always not really a spoiler you're going to try and fight something equal to God at the end because that's what you do in every Persona game. And they're not too hard, especially on normal, except when you get to the end and inevitably you're in like an hour and a half long battle that's just grinding for a long time. But you know what? I loved every second of it. Um, I love yeah. in four, though, during that like hour and a half long battle, the music like crescendos yeah. at some point. You go like, oh, I'm really tired. And then it goes like, no, no, I can I can keep yeah. going. It's on game three and four are now on Game Pass as well, as long with five roll. So if you've never played Persona and you have a you have Game Pass, check out Persona. I would say don't start with three start with four or five because three is a bit it, it is a bit more limited. I, I enjoyed three knowing more about Persona I feel like it could it's a, it's a bit more of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And okay. yeah, like four and five I'd probably do four then five I personally I know I think four I is your favorite yeah. five is my favorite but they're both like, amazing I think five's to me. got like this, such an interesting uh, like UI design like this aesthetic oh, of the style it's unbeaten just, yeah. basically in any game I like think nothing quite looks like it five has the style the combat for me it has I prefer the cast of characters mm-hmm. although I know four but I prefer is, them in four exactly yeah. I prefer the story of four I think four has the best story of them all um, but five has some of the better dungeons they're both like arguably equally as good but yeah yeah it's like it's the difference between cake and pie right <laughs> like you have, a, you have a delicious treat I do either way cake though mm. um but yeah persona just play persona if you haven't given it a go like they are all like you know 80 to 100 hours apart from three which is a bit sure but god they're and they're just you can so kind of half play job. them exactly <laughs> they're all just good turn-based like it's kind of the step up i feel like if you're if you're a huge pokemon fan and you feel like, oh, I've grown up Pokemon, they're too easy these days. Persona's kind of the next step up. 
similar it's the you know the rock paper scissors element mm-hmm. combat and it's got like thing catching in a exactly. way exactly it's kind of i feel like it's the it's almost like the adolescent to you know if if pokemon's baby's it's first the rpg it's the to pokemon squirrel yeah, exactly and then you can move on to i don't know fire emblem maybe want. yeah yeah maybe <laughs> but yeah go on give persona 3 a go and persona 4 and persona 5 because they're just very good I, don't, I didn't love three. I don't know if it's controversial. Freeze music didn't quite hit me. They didn't like baby, baby, baby. baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't wasn't working for me too much. Uh, but you do have a dog you can get in your party in three, so that's good. Have we done a best modern JRPG list for I, the site? We must have. We've done mm. definitely best RPGs. I don't know if we've done just JRPGs. Mm. But yeah, I'll put that. I put a little note on that. I'll put a little pin Ooh. there. Maybe that'll go exactly. on the website. Um, to, from one set of Game Pass games to another one, out of nowhere, we're recording this on Thursday. Little peep behind the uh, curtain. Last night, out of nowhere, Xbox just released a game like <laughs> within an it. hour of announcing <laughs> Mad it. Lads. I love that though. I, I love know, it when great. that happens. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, if... this looks cool. Oh, I can play it now. Great. It's not good so if you were you watching the, the show live? I was. Yeah. So yeah. I was watching... If you weren't watching the Xbox Direction, which I actually thought was very good, they just put the dire- uh, the developers... Yeah, I was busy at, uh, at film screening, so I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it, unfortunately. It was, it was really good, though, because, like, there'd, there'd been this, this rumour slash leak that Tango Gameworks, the developers of Evil Within, and Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to reveal a new game, and we were like... I think everyone's like, oh, that would be cool probably be saying grim and horry and it won't come out until yeah. 2025 exactly <laughs> and then out of nowhere pops this thing that at first i was like is this sunset overdrive 2 or something so it has that sort of like comic book art style at first I thought it was an open world game it's not an open world game and then it's i've realized oh this is a rhythm action game which i do tend to like but i'm normally never really that good at um but i always like giving them a go and the art style's clicking the music's clicking the actual for once, humour is clicking for me in a game, so I find that's very, very hard to do. I'm playing in um, Japanese, so mm. maybe we're laughing at different points. <laughs> but there is just a like earnestness to yeah. it that I really like. Oh, it's like a playable Saturday morning cartoon rhythm action game where you play as someone who gets a mechanical arm, but then accidentally basically gets an iPod turned into that like Tony yeah, Stark with yeah. his uh, heart. It's going to be like the plot of Crank. Yeah. Where he was, when I first saw oh, that, I was God. like, oh no, he's got to have crank. music keep going. What if his battery runs out? Um, I think we've all given this a game ago. And I haven't even mentioned the most surprising thing. Yeah, it just dropped out of nowhere. I think everyone's like, oh, this game looks cool. I hope it's going to be good. And then he just went, and it's available now. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, Hi-Fi Rush. That is the name of game in case I haven't Oh yeah, said we it. didn't say it. Yeah. You can download that for free now on your Game Pass subscription. And... I think we've all played a similar amount. I've played the first two levels. You guys played the first one. I want right? to say as well, it's the first time that I've taken the opportunity to just play an Xbox game in the office. Mm. Like I've, I've or never... did that add to that add to it? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> that I was like, I've got to get this in so that I can do the the podcast. Yeah. But like being able to just be like, hang on, this is for work. Exactly. <laughs> nice, nice little lunch break with Wi-Fi yeah. Rush. We've all played it. I'm. I'll just start off by saying I. I think I'm in love with this game. I think it's absolutely brilliant and not only because you get nine inch nails within an hour of mm-hmm. it it's just i don't i'm just it fixes something that i often have problems with rhythm action games and just rhythm games in general it's just if you aren't that good at them it sounds shit mm. <laughs> but this yeah. one if you if you hit if you time your attack slightly off the beat it kind of cr- auto corrects it for up. you. It doesn't give you yeah. as good a score, but it makes it look and sound as if you did, which yeah. I really appreciate. Um, who else is loving this game? I spent probably the first like 
two, three minutes of it, just making the character, like trying to make the main character walk off beat. Mm-hmm. Like the steps, I don't know how they've done it, but they've made sure that the animation priority is always like within the rhythm. It's amazing. I, I just like deliberately tried to break it and like, couldn't. And the I'm whole like, world is just you? in rhythm with the bit. It's like, did anyone have played Sound Shapes on Vita and uh, PS3 back in the day? Really good game, but that was that was kind of its gimmick. Is that like it was a platform where every like the song would build as you go through, and every element, everything would like bounce to the beat, and that's what this game does, does as well. It? Like yeah. vents, like lights, they were all just like strobing or going off to the beat, and it's just like I said, it's just I'm a sucker for anything that colourful, and it's just nice that from the developers of the Evil Within and Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo was colourful. It was just you know it was a horror game, but this is just so vibrant and fun and. I just really want to get home and play more. Emma, are you, are you enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it, yeah. I think what's really nice about it as well is it starts off so simple. Mm-hmm. Like, as you're, as you're sort of moving through it, it's like, okay, you've got these two buttons that you need to worry about. Just try and be in time. And even as you're going, the game's like, it's okay if you're not in time. Like, yeah. you know, we've got other <laughs> things that can, like, help you out. Like, there's these little robots that can give you hints. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, learn more about the attacks. And then as you go through the level, it gets a little bit more, like, complicated. And it's like, oh, you can dodge. Oh, you can do this like ground pound kind of attack yeah. and yeah I, like, I'm really enjoying it so far like I think I like a lot of like rhythm games anyway so mm-hmm. it's nice to have one that's like an action game like, I play a lot of rock bands still um, nice. yeah which is amazing it did give me memories of yeah playing like I think it's mainly because it's actually rock music I, I recognise which is always nice um, yeah. I listened to that Black Keys song quite oh, a lot while I was in uh, university so oh yeah. I remember seeing them oh what happened to them they still, still around yeah. they still playing um what else was I going to say about this game? I had something lined up. It does the cool um, Enter the Spider-Verse animating on 2 sometimes yes. as well, which I really like. But the animation just, is like really well really done. Good. I'm shocked. I by don't know why. I was expecting, because this game's just shadow-dropped out of nowhere, mm. that it would be rough around the edges. I have no reasoning for that. I was just thinking, no, is this something finished? No, no, it's really polished. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And it, I just did the second boss battle, which is like the first boss battle of the game, despite it being to a Nine Inch Nails song. The song's good. The boss battle's, I think, slightly naff. I think it's too locked to the beat. There are mm. some parts of it where nothing's happening because it just needs it to catch up. It does look cool, though. It, yeah. <laughs> it does look really cool. He's He'll, like, kind of stand there with his arms out, mm. like, just waiting for... And you can't do anything yeah, as well sometimes. Uh, yeah. Also, there are, like, bits where the fights end and it just kind of needs to catch up with, mm. like, the song It's always hard, end. isn't it, of, like, when it's so yeah, tied mm-hmm. to the beat like that. But second boss battle, I thought, was really fun. Like, it has lots of different stages. You having to... By then, you're, like... I'm only, like I said, at the end of the second level. I've In that second level, you get so many new abilities. Like, I've got this magnet grapple thing. I've got this... I can now, like, summon the helper cat you have, which is very good to, like, basically shoot people for me. I've got this new special, like, super move, which um, if you push in both triggers, you get a special move. The one I've currently got is turning my guitar into a skateboard and ram- ramming into people. That sounds it's cool. Just, I don't. I just love how much it's throwing at me. I really like that it's just become like an actual Devil May Cry, like not yeah, just another yeah. game that yeah you could actually compare yeah. to Devil May Cry quite a bit. Like yeah, I just I really I hope it. I have no idea how long this game is. I, I think it's about six seven hours. Okay, yeah. that's good. I mean, I was hoping I was worrying it'd be like three hours and done because sometimes these games can be. But mm. yeah, 
I'm, I want to go back and play yeah, more. Same. If yeah, they can like maintain that level of like exactly. throwing we'll more at you for the entire time. <laughs> yeah, let's go home early and play <laughs> yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. Um, and more than anything, I just want to see what songs come up because I'm just hoping. Yeah, don't worry, right. I like Nine Inch Nails. I'm not a super massive fan. I, I listen to them every now and then. I just want one of my favourite songs to just pop off there out, just out of nowhere. It'd be funny. I also imagine that it just changes genres at some point. Imagine just a trap song starts playing. <laughs> That'd be that, cool. that could be quite slow. It's just like boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> You're just hitting on that beat would be quite mm-hmm. slow. Um, yeah, high fry, high fry, high fire rush. If you've got the old Xbox, give it a bloody go because it's very, very fun. Um, now we've got a couple of little things. This is my little catch-up corner. I wasn't on last week for once. Other people decided to speak, which is unreasonable if you ask me. We um, you off, did you really? miss it? Did your week feel weird? Um, you didn't have. Did your I feel hollow podcast? inside yeah. and bereft of any opportunity in life? No. <laughs> you got through it. It's nice to have a break. I'm sure everyone else was very thankful to have a break from this rambling in their ears. But what I did do, I've got, I have seen, do you know what? I've now seen Steven Spielberg's new film, The Fablemans, twice. It's out in cinemas now, today in the UK, if you uh, haven't seen it yet. It is such a lovely film. This is a beautiful film. If you don't know what it is, it is basically him, Steven Spielberg, telling the story of his adolescence and it's pretty despite all the character names being changed it's a one-to-one telling of him growing up and his parents divorce and the family issues and his more the bits of the film i truly love his like discovery of wanting to make films and there's these the my favorite scenes in the film are the ones where he's just at like 14 going out and making a western with friends it's just oh, i saw so good. the only clip that i've seen of it is uh the david lynch cameo where that's uh, the very end of the film really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's the last like this film it is it's just so nice it's got all like the sweetness you'd expect from a steven spielberg film but it's you kind of let him off in this one because he's telling his own story and it's just the very last shot of the film. It's not like anything emotional. It's not anything like meant to make you tear up. But something about the very... And I won't give it away because it's a, just a very good, like, excellent moment. Very last, like, camera move in this film, like, chokes me up. Mm. <laughs> and I can't explain why without spoiling it completely, but... Is it yeah. reference the thing that I've just said? Because I think I It's just that. after, <laughs> yeah. yeah nice. Um, but yeah, this is just such a lovely film. I think it, I think it's just beautiful and Steven check Spielberg out the work of the up and coming director Steven, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. Um, yeah I just want to see it again it's lovely um, that's the film recommendation for this week Steven Spielberg little known director uh, this is something more little known I can't remember if I know Joe played this game and liked it but I don't think he ever spoke about it on the podcast before he left the case of the golden idol I've seen this floating around so yeah. this is something that was like I think we nominated in our best puzzle games of last year, but I hadn't played at that point, and I feel really bad now because it is an excellent puzzle game. Um, it's on Mac and PC. If it's on the old Steam, I think it's like fifteen pounds. So it had kind of a horror tint to it as mm. well. It's kind not of really spooky. horror. It's like a murder mystery detective. Mm. There are like kind of yeah, almost like culty elements in it so far. I'm only like an hour and a half in. I think it's only like a five-hour, six-hour game, but it's just a really good puzzle game. It's a really good detective game which is what I didn't really feel like I got last year I know a lot of people loved Immortality I, I did really like it but I never felt like a detective it's not very detective-y no. yeah. I this think we is, talked about this on the show that yeah. it just makes you feel like you're kind of clicking on stuff to yeah. get to advance the story this is as close to and 
this looks like something was close to the return of the Oberdin. I've played since playing the return of the Oberdin. I feel like I'm actually like it starts off very simple this game. It basically starts off with just one one scene in front of you and you can't move to different areas and there'll be a murder taking place. There'll be things you can click on, notes you can read, and you basically it's similar in every scene. There'll be to the right, there'll be like some some th- words you have to slot in in the middle will be like who's in this scene you have to try and put names to faces and be like okay this person's this person from what I've worked out and then on the left it'll basically be the story of the murder so like X killed X because of X in X and you basically when you're rooting around these scenes you click on words and they'll go into the bottom of your screen basically your inventory is just words that you then drop into these gaps and once you've solved it you've solved it you could really just hard you know just like trial and error but where's the fun in that try and work it out and I just it's developed until I've played chapter six I don't know how many there are but the last chapter I read was really good it's basically you go around this mansion and there's like four different rooms you can go around and you're basically working out how this guest has died at this dinner and the thing I'm really enjoying so far is like it is telling one whole story like there's characters appearing in some scenes that are in past ones but you'd have no idea you basically have to backtrack through those chapters to work out okay that guy looks like this guy from that one so i know he's this person in this scene despite there being no clues it's just really clever i've made it sound really complicated really the thing is it's really not complicated it's really simple you just click on things gather lots of words and then basically just root around the scene and work out well this woman over here said that David has got to wake up at 3 a.m. to do something. And then you look in a different room and you see someone's got a note in their room saying, I must wake up at 3 a.m. So you've worked out, okay, David that's lives David's in... David's no. Yeah, that's David's <laughs> room. I know David sleeps in this bed. And that's one of the things you've got to work out. Like, it just... It is a simple game that makes you... Th- feel really clever and that's what i love about this that's what this. you want yeah. yeah it's nice when a game does that like the return of the Oberdin is quite a complicated game but when you break it down it really isn't you're just looking around and working out who's who it's basically it's a big old game of guess who but on an old ship um <laughs> this game is just yeah it makes it just makes me feel really clever it's only 15 pounds i think it's five to six hours i just cut if you're looking for a good detective game or a good puzzle game I can't recommend anything more from the last year, I think, than the case of the Golden Idol. So I'd really, really, really check that out. My street. Yeah, it's really, really I, good. I, I loved uh, Return of the Oprah Day. Oh, it's like, one of the, yeah, easily one of the best games like the last 10 years. I, I'll give it one of those ever marks. Ooh, I'll, I'll attach an ever there. What's it? Oh, he must be close to Lucas Pope must oh, be close God, to a new please. game. Oh, please. Lucas, what are you doing? Come on, Lucas. How many languages have game. you got left to translate it to? <laughs> exactly. Right. We're on to some feedback. Has everyone got something to read feedback on? Emma, I think you're first up. I will first remind people, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. We're currently on the topics of people, a lot of people, we've picked out a couple, sent over um, remakes they'd like to see. Um, I know you, um, you Matt, Matt and uh, Dale last week spoke about that uh, to quite some extent. I'm just going to throw mine out there. Just give me Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2's mm. engine. That's all I want. How hard can it be, Rockstar? <laughs> Make more games, please. <laughs> um, it's a simple one, but I'll want it. Um, but who? Uh, but do you want Rockstar to do that, given their track record with uh, doing remakes? I trust them with Red Dead. They wouldn't mm. fuck around with Red Dead because if they fucked around with Red Dead, they'd find out from me. <laughs> <laughs> you do not fuck around with Red Dead. Just uh, take your time, do it properly. Uh, Emma, what's what's Lewis suggested? So this is from Lewis Glover. Lewis says, "Hey, IGN UK crew, I hope you're all doing well. You recently spoke about remakes you'd like to see with a few changes to the original game." 
For me, it was an easy answer. A remake of the Jack and Daxter tri- trilogy oh. as one seamless game. One game? One game. That's a big old game. I think this would be great for fans of the original trilogy, but also for Sony to gauge how in- how much interest there is for Jack and Daxter before pursuing new games mm-hmm. in the series, as well as a potential crossover Ooh. with Ratchet and Clank. Bring it all in. I always thought that they were going to do that. Because like, there were so many like in-between references to both games in mm. the when they were released. I really thought that there was eventually I, leading up to it. I like, do like Jack and Daxter. I like Jack and Daxter 1. I really like Jack and Daxter 2. I've never played 3. It's not that great, honestly. Oh. I think 2 is the one, but mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, maybe it's the Persona 4, Persona 5 thing. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that would go about for like the original I Jack. I think I just like the novelty of 2 kind of being an open world game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, the idea of you having this like kind of fun children's platformer and then mm. the next one is like a like vaguely mature teen like shooter yeah it's kind of what um ratchet has done recently they've kind of turned their levels into mini open worlds and i would yeah I, i'd play a new jack and Daxter. i think naughty dog are past past that stage but yeah let someone else do it. i think it'd be really difficult as well to do jack and Daxter as a like one game trilogy piece because they're so different like mm. one and two uh you know, the idea of it being Maybe a, you have to like, really gritty it up. Yeah, totally. Give the first one. Give give Jack a gun. Give, give child Jack a gun. <laughs> Lewis has got some ideas on how it would work. Um, so Lewis says, I think the remake would benefit from stitching all three games together as one big 25 to 30 hour experience. Not only would this help for the story to feel more seamless, but I would hope they change the tone there of each go. game to match each head. other. There we go. Mm. Um... I would also hope they add a bit more combat to the first game mm-hmm. and some missions from the second game to make it a bit easier um, where it was unnecessarily hard. <laughs> hope this makes sense and would love to hear your thoughts. Actually, I'd I think play it's it. a really good idea. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd really like to I'd play this. I'd play it. Lewis yeah. has thought about this a lot mm. as well, you can tell. Do you think it keeps Lewis up at night thinking, where is Jack and where, are da- <laughs> where, are da- where is Daxter? I, 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 I would play it. Let's get it going. Let's, let's reckon, get that ball rolling. You know, success of The Last of Us TV show. You know, mm-hmm. They've got other projects... Yeah. Maybe maybe we get a Jack and Daxter little animated show. Like, at some I do point. think the last two Ratchet and games are very good, but in my heart of heart, I still would prefer Jack and Daxter over Ratchet and Clank. I think mm. I don't know if that's is that controversial. I don't know. I don't I, know if I've burned some bridges wanna, there. I feel like I want to see oh. what you would do with Jack and Daxter now. Me? Yeah, you specifically. <laughs> Simon Cardi and yeah. Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Probably play it. Um, well, I've got a message from Scott Jones. Great last name, Scott. <laughs> Um, I wonder if we're distantly related. <laughs> Jones isn't a common name. Oh, or anything, no, yeah, so. especially, yeah. Uh, hi, all. Just finished the latest pod and wanted to share two games I think about a lot and would love to see remade. Oh, another person being kept up by remakes. Uh, These people probably don't sleep. a popular opinion, and I genuinely wish I'd thought of this. Uh, Soul Reaver 1 and 2. Absolutely love these. Well overdue more, but a remake with updated graphics and story by the teams behind God of War or Naughty Dog would be something else. I, I don't s- know who's got the license to this now. No, I think so it's, this is yeah. one, and I know a certain Tamar Hussain uh, is a big Soul Reaver fan. I, I've, you know, this is one on my list. Never played a Soul Reaver game, but mm. I do know people desperately want a remake or a new one. It's a little dated now, but mm. it's just like got a style that isn't really replicated by much else yeah i feel like from what i know about it it would be something that would go down very well now like it's kind of more of a cult game that would now maybe breach more a bit into into the mainstream Mm -hmm. but yeah i feel like they were teasing one for ages i can't even remember who they are like is it idos 
So I, Square? I wouldn't to tell you who actually owns Soul But then Reaver. I think Square sold a lot of licenses. This yeah. is a rabbit hole. I know people go got down. excited <laughs> because we'll be for hours, yeah. in yeah. the um, Astro's Playroom, there's like a little Easter egg. It was like, are they teasing like Lexi mm. of Kane? Are they, are they teasing it? It's like, no, I think it's just a fun reference. But yeah. They might come back one day. Who knows? Uh, and the second one from Scott is uh, Snatcher for the Mega CD. If not familiar, it was a point and click with a story that was a mix of Blade Runner and The Terminator by one Hideo Kojima himself. Uh, I'd like to see this as a third-person detective adventure. Dale was talking about um, doing the original Metal Gears. Yeah, It'd be really fun to try and do a modern Snatcher as well. Yeah, I've, again, style. I've not played. I've not. Played I haven't Snatcher. either. This is one of. I don't have a mega CD. My knowledge. Um, but I would want to. From what I know you, about it, I would want to. Unless you don't have a mega CD. I oh, know. So <laughs> I hand in my badge and my gun on my badge. Um, yeah, I'd play it again. One I haven't played, but I would bloody play it. Yeah. Uh, Scott also wants to say the sound of the Bioshock. Uh, but with a little bit of Dishonored and Deathloop in it. Yeah. Sounds good. Absolutely. We, we me agree. and Matt have talked solid. about this before. Um, me and Matt Perslow, like, yeah, big old Bioshock remake with changes. That would go down an absolute treat. I've got an email from Craig Watts, who is changing up. We're, we're, onto, we're back onto breakfasts, the oh, big topic yes. of the year. <laughs> um, I, I think we spoke about this before. I don't really eat breakfast, um, but let's see what Craig has got to say about breakfast. Uh, Craig said he had a pretty weird breakfast today, so thought, why not write in? I like something hot in the morning. This sounds like the uh, start of some sort of erotica or something. Tell I us like, more about it. <laughs> I like I like something hot in the morning, so normally have a few eggs and some hash brown type things. Got a ration the eggs recently, as there seems to be a shortage. Are people panic buying? This is like a little, it's uh, almost like poetry. I, 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 <laughs> like somebody would be listening to this podcast in the post-apocalypse, yeah. like what was happening to the eggs at the time? Well, is there an egg shortage? Has it's anyone else not, noticed Actually, that? if I heard this correctly, I'm going to put on my <laughs> You've actually got egg knowledge. They're, they're being price gouged by the, uh, oh, like the by egg. By Big Egg. Yeah, by Big Egg. <laughs> oh, no. Humpty Dumpty himself is... I'm not a big egg, a yeah. big egg fan. Um, oh, I like eggs. apart from in a cake, or or if I'm making a, a big old Yorkshire pudding. What's your, what's your so favorite versatile, egg? Though. What's your favorite egg? I'll, 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 I'll have scrambled egg. Yeah, that's. My, in fact, I chose one way of eating just egg. You mm. know, I'm choosing scrambled personally. Oh, like a good fried egg, personally, yeah. fried yeah. egg sandwich, simple. Sign about a, a soft boiled egg. No, it doesn't sit well with me. Pretty good. <laughs> Not sure about that one. Marinate oh, it in some soy sauce. Nah. Put it in a ramen. Nothing better. That yeah. is good. A bit mm. of scrambled. You've uh, got to prepare in advance, though, with yeah. that, haven't you? You've got to be thinking ahead at yeah, least exactly. a day. Exactly. Don't just accidentally. Let me whip up a yeah. <laughs> an onsen egg. <laughs> anyway, now we get to the odd part of Craig's email where he's already got the eggs, he's already got the hash browns. And he said, anyway, just stuck a few burgers in to bulk up. A few burgers to bulk up the breakfast takes the same amount of time as the hash brown hybrids i don't know what these I'm hash brown it, hybrids personally. are i want to know um, what's in them yeah yeah i lived in china for eight years and for four of those lived with my wife's family they're from sichuan which is famous the for Sichuan. Szechuan. it's spelled differently to how I, I normally see it well there we go it's just famous for spicy food breakfast lunch dinner there are no rules they could all be spicy <laughs> don't good, um Szechuan place just around the corner from us at the IGN Studios. It's very nice. There we go. Don't get me wrong. It was fucking amazing. This is just... Uh, and now we're on to cereals. Cray thinks that cereals suck. Cocoa Pops excluded. Only I feel if like... you eat them straight away, though. You can't have a soggy no, Cocoa Pop, no, can you? No, you just get the chocolate. But the chocolate milk is quite good there. 
it is you've got to get the balance right i think yeah. you still want a little bit of crunch I'm just imagining but a little you bit of chocolate milk too. Kind of like not pouring out a whole bowl of cocoa pots, pouring basically just some onto a spoon with a little bit of milk and <laughs> you just, just eat sort of one tease bite. them over the milk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel I have to drench them in sugar to enjoy them. Shredded wheat's another one. Who can enjoy one without sugar? That's true. Like Weetabix, I'll put a load of sugar on it if I have it. It needs something. Yeah, like I used to have sugar, and now I think I'd go honey. I go honey because then it's it's a little bit smoother, you know. Sliced banana. I was I was one Ooh. of those uh, people that I, I I much prefer hot Weetabix, like microwaving it. With oh a bit really? Of, hot. Bit, a bit of sugar, yeah, milk and sugar, lovely. Um, we're on to another breakfast thing from Craig. The packet of supermarket kebab meat. <laughs> Go back and listen to last week's episode well, if you haven't, because it was <laughs> disgusting. The packet of... It's just going back to... Oh, yeah, it was Alan's sister who uh, ate a packet of kebab meat from the supermarket for breakfast. Um, Craig says, The packet of supermarket kebab meat I can't abide by, but I did used to eat, was Sainsbury's microwavable curries at my workplace for breakfast. So instead of kebab, he didn't have kebab meat, but he would have a microwavable curry for breakfast. How do we feel about that? I'm kind of into that. It's yeah. Sort of for the day, yeah. I just don't have an appetite anymore. Like for the first two hours after I wake up, I feel like if I eat something, I might be ill. I just don't have an appetite. I get that too. But I feel like on weekends, because I get up later, I'm sort of more ready to eat. I think it depends on the time of day for me, like what time I get up. If yeah. it's early, I can't, I can't even think well, about it. But if it's later, yeah. This is the thing though, and Craig goes on here. He was having these microwavable curries at his workplace for breakfast. My desk was near the kitchen. It was sweet. No one cared about the curry smell. It was really chilled out. I missed that place. I'm not going to lie. Like, Matt, if we were in the office together, or Emma, either of us, and I came in at like half nine and I could smell like a Rogan Josh <laughs> next to me as I'm waking up to work, mm-hmm. I'd be a bit like, mate, you just go eat that in the kitchen. Like, I would not want to smell a curry at half nine, I don't it's think. It's pretty pungent, you're right. Yeah, yeah I feel like, not if I'm trying to have a nice, I don't know, salted caramel latte. I like something sweet in the mm. morning to, to wake me up. Um, anyway, Craig says, respect the sea, take it easy and have a curry for breakfast. I don't think I will. I did have a curry last night though. Uh, a jowl crazy. If you must know. Um, there we go. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. If you've got remake and breakfast chat, I feel like that's what we're on to at the moment. Uh, What's a theme from this episode as well that yeah. they can get in touch with? Best surprise launch? We can talk about Beyonce if you want. Yeah. I, don't, I can't. When was the last time a game did just, just go? Just dropped, yeah. Bang, it's out. One that I remember was Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Oh, that was good for a bit. That. Yeah, they yeah. like... Uh, revealed Fallout 4 and then it was like hey we've got this this little app you can download right now and then it was really late for us in the UK so mm-hmm. it was like okay I've got to wait till the morning now but that was pretty cool yeah there we go Emma's kicked it off there surprise launches breakfast remakes good stuff IGN UK podcast at IGN well fucked it up IGN underscore UK feedback <laughs> at IGN.com I've only said that probably a thousand times um, music god we got some choices should I mean, be Nine Inch Nails. It's got to be a, mil- a million by Nine Inch Nails. Let's bang that on. Beautiful. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. 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 I feel a